Oh man, already, already in the comment section, you guys are killing me. Oh, 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 what? What? Already tar starting off with some hate speech in here, saying his his the Cajun beard is better. This this is this is totally unacceptable. Robin, how are you doing, my girl? Welcome in. Yes, I'm back. I do exist. I am still here. I still exist in some capacity, and I'm so glad to be back. Uh, for those of you who've never seen me before, uh, welcome, of course, to Muddy Waters Media. And a uh, big thank you, of course, to Muddy Waters Media for giving me and still allowing me to have a platform to come out here and talk about the truth, nothing but the truth, and all of the bearded truth, much better than, than Cajuns. Matt Wright is in the house with us as well. This is so good, Johnny Garrett. Hey, dude, I'm so happy to be back. Uh, so, yes, my name is Jason Lyon. I am Mr. America, the Bearded Truth. I am your neighborhood-friendly libertarian, breaking out in politics, social, and economic issues for you to make it palatable so you can spread the good word, spread the good message, and impart a positive change to all of our communities. We got Sarah in the house as well. I'm so glad you guys are here. So so much, so much happiness, so much love in the room right now. You guys are going to hate me in five minutes. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> but we are here. We are live coming from the great state of South Carolina. We've got uh, the great Spike Cohen living in the same state. That's why I know that I've got the best state out there. I'm sorry for the rest of you 49 states filled with commies. Uh, maybe Florida can get a pass for a little bit. But... <laughs> and we're already starting in with the fun insider games. Yes, everyone who's reading the comment section has just lost the game. I am... I am so glad to be back. It's been far too long. And um, as the title goes, we're trying out a new format. So if you guys are used to, my governor is a bitch. That's the only way to, to describe him. He is a bitch. Um, if you guys are used to the old format wherein we would talk about current events, break it down, explain what the plan from the Democrats and Republicans are doing in order to try to uh, guide the society in the way that they wanted to, break it down as to what their the implementation of their policies would would do would lead to X, Y, and Z, and why that was not a benefit to our society. Um, well, I apologize. We're, we're changing gears a little bit, but we are diving deep into specific topics to talk about what the Republicrats are doing, what they have done, where we're currently at in a situation, and why the libertarian position is going to bring us freedom, prosperity, and a better unified community. All the things that we all seek to have, but only... Is it the libertarians that are have a path forward on that? So it's going to be a good time. I'm so excited for this. I know the couple of people I threw this segment to, um, just as an outline, they all were pretty excited about it as well. So I hope you guys are excited, and I'm glad that you guys are all here with me. Uh, it's going to be a good time for sure. And uh, so tonight's topic, we're going to be talking about the cost of living. Because this is this really is, in essence, um, the arguments that we're seeing from so many political activists, from legislators and from everything else. Right. When you see Bernie Sanders come up and he's up on stage and he's ranting and raving, he's talking about why the cost of living is so high. He's talking about ways to make it easier for people to afford the way that they want to live their lives. Right. When he talks about how unaffordable health care is. Right. He's absolutely right. Health care is unaffordable. Um, when he talks about, you know, we need to take more money from the rich to pay for the poor. Well, 
Well, it's because the poor can't afford to live under the current system. And and sadly, when we look at all these policies, we got to break it down. So that's what we're going to be diving into tonight. And so I hope you guys are excited for it. But before we get into the actual show, I do have a couple show notes that we got to get through. So if you guys are on the Facebook side of things, I appreciate you for being there. But I have pinned uh, a, a campaign that we here at Muddy Waters team are working actively in order to help change the life Hey, yeah, that's right. That's right, Cajun. Read that comment again. Um, But we're looking to change a family's life because they've been battling it out through the court system over a family court battle, over the custody of a child. And through this battle... Right. They've already spent tens of thousands of dollars. They're working their way up to the final step of going to trial. And as a result of that, they're they're in a predicament where their legal team is requiring. um, I just blanked on the term. Uh, They're requiring twenty five thousand dollars up front, a retainer fee. Uh, So the retainer fee of twenty five thousand dollars. Now, that's an exorbitant amount of money. But we as volunteers, we as libertarians, we as people who believe in the social change without the necessity of having a gun pointed in your face retainer. Thank you. uh, We can do this on our own. And so if you guys have not. um. If you guys have not already checked that link out, feel free to do so tonight. Um, I would, we would all greatly appreciate it here. You can see that our very own Matt Wright, uh, that handsome man over there without a beard, uh, he is the one running this. And so, hey, I love you, Spike. Oh, can I just take a moment? He said one of the smartest people. <laughs> uh, if it, but if you guys don't want to donate tonight, don't worry. Um, because we're going to do a pepper pain for family's gain uh, coming up next Tuesday night on the Muddy Water stream. Uh, not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday. And wherein I am going to be going through some pepper pain. I will be eating peppers based on the uh, donations you guys send in to help this family meet their cause and, and help them uh, pursue the best for their child. And through that, right, you get to see me go through visible pain. I am talking if you guys send in a high enough contribution, I will be eating a Carolina Reaper. And if you guys send in enough, I'm I'm not even going to like drink milk afterwards. I'm not going to have bread. I'm not going to have any of this stuff. This is going to just merely be me eating a pepper and just hating myself but i believe it's a good enough cause that i'm willing to go through that pain for it and and so right there in the in in facebook world if you guys are tuning in you guys have got the link there if you guys aren't on facebook please do go over to muddy waters uh media go hit the follow button since we don't have a like button because facebook is uh full of commie bastards uh sorry not commie bastards they're just commies uh (laughs) but they have restricted our like button and when you hit the follow make sure you do confirm that yes you do want to follow muddy waters media because um while we're not pushing out extremist content because we are not extremists in that way um we will be giving you out the truth nothing but the truth and all of the bearded truth and so it's going to be good it's going to be great i'm so i am so excited seth i hope that they do kill me with those peppers i hope that they do it's a great cause and i'm willing to bear that fruit um for the cause so um also on top of that we do have a raffle right the muddy water team is looking to make it to tunica and you can help by also fighting to get your very own g-force 12 gauge home defense shotgun now look at how beautiful that thing is now i will warn you you got to get on this quick because there's less than 10 tickets to go 
So if you want to be a part of the 150 tickets, go on over to that PayPal link. Make sure you put gun raffle in with your contribution in the notes and buy yourself some tickets. And that way you too can be advocating for good home defense, as well as helping out the Muddy Waters team make it over to Tunica. It's a great cause. Of course, you'd love to see. Who doesn't love seeing uh, Spike and Matt roam the country and having a great time doing it while just igniting the and fanning the flames of liberty everywhere that they're going so it's going to be a fantastic time so if you guys have not got a raffle make sure you guys get in there (laughs) put some baby wipes in the fridge i definitely will um so now that we've got those housekeeping things out of the way um, I do want to start diving into this topic. It's a, it's, it's one that is so incredibly important for us to go through um, because cost of living is how we all live, right? How much money your dollar, how far your dollar can stretch to provide you with goods, services, food, sustenance, rent, etc. cetera. Uh, so this is something that is very, very specific to your locality, right? It is not even at a county level because within a county, you can have some, 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 very, very divergent um, costs um, for rent for everything else. And I'm sure all of you guys have at least looked at renting or at buying homes before. And so you guys can see how living further outside of the city, there's there's a difference in your cost of living there. Um, and so this is something that is very, very local, but yet we are having so much of this conversation held at the federal level. And those of us who agree with federalism in some capacity, right, whether it's absolute federalism, give the states all the power and then let them rule it for, from that way. Or if, you, if you're if you more of a liberty leaner and you believe in bringing that down to the county level, to the city level, or even just to your neighborhood level, or even just to your household level, Um we can we can we can advocate for the smaller and smaller um, to be able to ensure that the right decisions are being made. Because the closer you are to home, the more likely that they'll know a little bit more about the intricacies of your life, and then they can make a better decision rather than those goofballs up in uh, Washington D.C. who've never cared about you, never will. Um, but they will they will grandstand for you any day of the week if you give them a microphone. So, <clears throat> so I want to get into this. Where are we at right now with the cost of living? What has happened over the last couple of years um, that has brought us to a point where you have the president of the United States just last week boasting and bragging that, hey, the cost of hot dogs went down 16 cents. Go go celebrate your freedom, guys, with your 16 cents less hot dogs. Don't don't ask how much the picnic tables are. Don't ask how much it's going to cost to, to get uh, from your house to where you're going to have this picnic. Don't ask any of that stuff. We don't we don't care about those things. We're going to focus narrowly on this one tiny microscopic uh, segment in order to show you that your cost of living has gone down. So we're going to ignore a lot of this stuff. Um, but so we're in a situation now where the cost of living is only increasing, right? Last year, sorry. Yes. Last year in 2020, when COVID broke out, the federal reserves printers were going insane. Not over $9 trillion was printed at the federal reserve, which is if you've been, if you've been tallying up the dollars made by, uh, by the government, it's roughly around a third. So one third of every dollar that's ever been made in the history of America was produced last year. 
all in all, we saw about a 20% increase in inflation. Now, national average is only right around 3% a year, which is what it's been historically, give or take. Last year was 20%. So that means that your dollar from this year was $1.20 last year. So that's 16 cents. Where'd that go, Joe Biden? Just got to ask. Where did that, where, how did I save 16 cents? I didn't. And that's one of the ways that you can always take metrics and, and throw them your own way. So we know that the cost of living is going up. We know, we've known that from the bills that came through from Congress last year, that there's been plenty of handouts. There's been handouts to, to literally, 60% of the population through stimulus checks and everything else. Um, there's been stimulus handed out to those on uh, on unemployment because government closed down businesses and they were like, well, we just kind of screwed up. So let me just give you some money to shut you up while they spent literally uh, dollars um, elsewhere while giving you a couple pennies. We have the child um Child stimulus is coming out starting off in July 15th. So 10 days from now, if you have a child in your household, one or more, you're going to start collecting a little bit of money to, to help you survive all the damages done by government. Um, we've, I mentioned the, the, the big corporate bailouts. We saw a lot of those. We saw um, plenty of different ways in which the government was just sending out money and just trying to say, look, we're screwing up and we know that we are screwed up. We know that COVID, right? We can look at the, the historical writings of of. Uh, intercommunication between uh, different government officials where they know like they're not doing the right thing, but they're just trying to do the right thing by the people. And, and so we've seen all this stuff come through. This is, this is them realizing that they've messed up and they're, they're trying to fix things. So they're causing all this inflation. So your, your cost of living is going to go up because your, your dollar is worth less. All while this is going on, all while this is going on, we have Democrats and Republicans going out and advocating for different systems to further increase our cost of living. How many people have seen, of course, the the, the campaigns to raise minimum wage to $12 an hour? It was just a couple of years ago. Well, now we're at $15 an hour. And once, as more states, as more municipalities start adopting this $15 an hour, they're going to go to $18 an hour because they see this as a temporary solution. If we raise the minimum wage, more people will come out. And of course, last year when we saw the CBO, they did a report on $15 an hour because they were looking to implement this at the federal level. All, all these states in the southern states don't need a $15 minimum wage because frankly right where they're where they're living the minimum wage here in south carolina i believe it's just around eight dollars an hour not very many people who are working are even are that low on the income scale they're making more than that because businesses know how to actually make a job worth it for their employees this minimum wage thing it's a it's one of those very emotional topics but the end result is always the same. As you raise the minimum wage, and the CBO report uh, confirms this, as you raise the minimum wage, yes, you will have some people that will be better off standing, right? There is 900,000 people that if you were to raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour federally, you'd have about 900,000 people coming out of poverty. That's a fantastic thing. We should just focus on that metric. But if you actually continue reading, there'd be 1.5 million people making the true and honest minimum wage. <clears throat> That is $0 an hour because they're not employed. Huh. Well, we should raise minimum wage to $15 anyways, right? 
This is this is the conversation that we've continued to see go on despite what the report says, despite what economists that people who actually care about um, care about the value of a dollar, care about the actual well-being of the people. They are pointing out that this is not going to be a solution, but rather further expand this problem. And it just every time it's an invitation for more and more government. And of course, we've got Democrats coming out and continuing to push for raising taxes. Uh, we are seeing the eat the rich mentality still continue to push on because if we just take enough from the billionaire classes, if we take enough from the hundred millionaire classes, if we take enough from the 10 millionaire classes, that we can af- suddenly somehow afford to pay for all the things that we wanted to get done. Well, here's the issue with that. Just last year, just in, just last year, I mean, we, we spent, what was it? I think it was $5 trillion over what they were receiving. So not only did government cut its own revenue by shutting down businesses, but they also greatly increased how much they were spending out. So if we were to take all of the billionaires, take all of their money, take all of their wealth, cause force them to liquidate their jobs or their, their businesses, cause all of those employees to go unemployed, take everything, take every penny from them and put it towards the national debt, guess what? We still, we still are in the $20 trillion debt. We are, a $20 trillion debt is not something that we will ever get to get back to. We will never see that the federal debt go down that low until the federal government is gone and abolished, which historically speaking, our government will eventually go away. We'll probably be replaced with a bigger government, just thinking from a historical point of view. But that's why it's so important for us libertarians, us people who value the economy, us people who value social value, people who don't want to see people destroyed why it's so important that we keep on fighting to to implement these changes because we have to change the fiscal policy in this country while while we're looking to destroy and i say we as in the political voter the political activist the political leader and everything else continues to advocate for poor domestic economic policies we have republicans coming along and saying well china's a really bad actor and so what we need to do is we need to get involved and we need to um we need to get engaged with China. So China has been taking all of our business and they've been hurting us and they've been just destroying our way of life because they're taking all of our business. And and if you stop and pause for a moment and you think there are American businesses that want to take their goods from, say, South Carolina and send this all the way around the world to China to get worked on. And then send it all the way back to America because it's cheaper. What does that mean about the businesses here? What does that mean about the regulations, about the taxes, about the controls that are imparted by the businesses or by the government over the businesses? Well, it tells me that maybe it's just a little too expensive to do things here. So a good solution of course, is to actually address the issue. Do we need to have such a level of regulatory capture? And of course, regulatory capture is when a big business comes along to a politician and says, hey, if you would like to have some red meat for your for your base, right? Let's think about it from a car company point of view. If you would like to save the environment, you can implement this regulation that's going to change the way that, you know, that 
automakers have to have X amount of miles per gallon in order to sell a car, right? Now you're helping the environmentalists, you're helping these people. People think that you're going to be helping out and it's going to be great. Lawmaker looks at that and says, sure, sounds good. Writes up a bill, sends it, sends it in, gets passed, gets signed by the president. Now it's implemented. What that has done now is that has prevented other automakers who cannot afford to get to that new level of getting involved, getting engaged to be able to actually participate in the market. So now we've cut out competitors just by simply having some leverage over the businesses or having some leverage over the lawmakers by dangling some meat that they can throw to their base. So we see this in in what so many people will call this as is a failure of capitalism, but really what all it is is just merely corporatism. When the corporations have control over your governing body. And and so when we see all of this stuff, guess what? You if you take away competition, the cost for you to go and get from a, a smaller supply with a high with the same demand, of course the price goes up. So there we go. We have a higher cost of living there. When we have higher minimum wage, guess what? You're paying out more for your workers, cost of goods and services, those go up. The people who got unemployed, guess what? They can't afford to get any of those things. Now they're kind of out on their own. Don't worry, we're going to tax people and and, and throw some money their way because that somehow makes it okay. Um, we look at all these things. We look at how the Federal Reserve just continues to print out money. Um, and that's why libertarians continually advocate for auditing the Fed to expose the Federal Reserve for what it does. It is neither federal. It's not a federal entity. And neither does it reserve the value of the dollar. It actually destroys it. And so we want to audit it, make it transparent to the people, show everybody how atrocious this really is, and then end it. Because we should have a sound money system, but instead we run off of fiat and MMT. And so really your dollar is worth absolutely nothing. We could go through the same crash that Venezuela did where they had 1800% of inflation over the course of a year. I mean, I would love to see dollar bills just thrown about on the streets and be used as toilet paper because it costs too much. After COVID just happened, where everyone scrambled and got all the, the toilet paper off the shelves and it was a struggle for you to go find any, I would love for dollar bills to be that exchange instead because it was, it's actually was cheaper in Venezuela to use a dollar bill than it was to use toilet paper itself. We have so many of these controls in place. We have where big businesses are too big to fail, where banking companies, where car car makers, where anything, anything and everything, where these businesses start failing. And instead of forcing them to make changes to their processes, instead of forcing them to innovate, to provide a better good and service to the people so that they're desired, the government steps in and provides them with a quote unquote loan. It's not their money to give. We have all these things where when we put them all together, we can look at this. And and I would argue that none of these things that have been going on can be truly defended with sound economic policy. 
They may have an emotional tie to them with good intentions. I don't doubt that those people that are doing these things have good intentions. But the problem is, is that they don't have good logic. They don't have sound principles guiding them to find a way to solve these issues. They're merely out here trying to place a Band-Aid on cancer and hoping that they can keep doing this so that they can keep getting elected. And that's why it's so important that we look at what the libertarian position is on, on what the value of your dollar is, on how to actually continue continue to have the value of the dollar. So by looking at things of being able to enable entrepreneurs to get into the market by cutting those barriers, by reducing regulations, by by allowing for more people to engage, we can create jobs. By creating jobs, we can allow for more people to work. By by reducing the minimum wage, the New York Times, or sorry, the Washington Times, the Washington Times back in the 80s wrote an article, why $0.00 is the correct minimum wage, wrote a long and lengthy article breaking it all down as to the idea between two people, right? A business owner and a potential worker can be able to make, uh, make a decision amongst themselves to be able to work and to be able to, for that worker to provide a good or service for the business owner, for him to employ him back or her. And this is really the basic level of, of consensual exchange, right? When you were a kid and you wanted to trade your red ball for some boy's blue ball, you didn't have to have a third party stepping in saying, well, the red ball is worth a little bit more, so you can't trade that for that blue ball. He's got to give you some more stuff. It was up to you to be able to make those decisions and, and arguably, right? You can argue for unions. You can argue um, for people to become educated or you can even have doubts of people and say they're not smart enough to know how, they, how to handle this. And at the end of the day, we can find a way to find solutions with that through not using the force of government. Because I'm sure that people would rather have a job than to be forced unemployed, such as those 1.5 million people that we're discussing about from the CBO report. Um, We can talk about cutting spending. When we cut the spending, there's so much spending out there that is uh, both unconstitutional, if that's one of the basis of of a lot of your your points of references, um, but it's also unethical. Right. There's no reason why the government should be sending money to other foreign nations for them to have colleges doing things like gender studies. There's no reason why our government should be funding to see how cocaine affects ducks. There's no reason why um, we should be funding all these pet projects. But yet every time there's a budget spending bill, we can find ample amount of of money that is being allocated to non-government related entities or even government entity pet projects. This is not the this is not the role of government. So we can really seriously curtail a lot of this spending and allow for us to actually work towards knocking down this debt. The last time that we had a president and the only time that we've ever had a president run a surplus in every year in office. Does anyone know what that is who or who that was? Um I'll give you guys a couple seconds to think on that to figure that out. But, and then of course, as I mentioned before, also we can audit and end the Federal Reserve. We can find ways to actually look out to help protect people when government gets out of the way of us. And and the cost of living is exorbitant. I remember that there was a, the, the forgetting the individual's name, but he was a part of the party that rent is too damn high. Completely agree with the man. Now let's let's actually address this. Let's actually address how much government has been getting engaged and involved with our lives in ways that they had no clue what they were doing. And they were actually making our lives a lot more difficult. They were actually preventing us from living the best lives that we could.
let me catch up with uh, some of the comments here. Uh, just sound get some money before that happens. Do my part advocating to those who listen. Absolutely, Sean. Appreciate that. Trying to start a business is what made me a libertarian. Absolutely, Nolik. Starting a business is so incredibly expensive, not because of trying to provide a service or good, but trying to go through the the tax hole navigation system, uh, trying to figure out to make sure that you have all the permits and all the requests properly done. And, and here's one of the fallacies that comes about when, when people talk about um, cutting regulations for businesses. Um, the common one, of course, is restaurants. How would we make sure how would we make sure that businesses, restaurants specifically, are not making their people sick? Well, you don't have to have government coming in and forcing themselves into your business uh, to do all these inspections to make sure, you know, light switches aren't X amount of feet away or are at least X amount of feet away from this th- this appliance or um, making sure that this piping is is this, that, and the other. But instead, we can actually have a free market um, inspection system wherein they get to post up their sign and say, look, you know, this, this establishment hired us to come in check it out and then they got this kind of a grade i would love to go and see a business that that takes pride in what they do and so they actually have to invest themselves to go ensure that they are uh up to snuff to be checked out i'd be more than happy to um to go to a business like that the businesses that don't maybe i'm going to walk around a little bit i'm going to ask to see hey you know can i check out the place a little bit there's plenty of things that we can be doing um in order to ensure that the businesses that we decide to sponsor, the businesses that we decide to endorse, the businesses that we decide to go back to time and time again are businesses that not only take care of us, but they take care of their staff, they take care of their people, they take care of their property, and they ensure that everyone is having a good time with it. And and so we can be doing all of this stuff. And um, so the question to the trivia question was, what was the president that had had a surplus in every year in office? The only president, and that was, as Kelsey Line said, the pres- best president i actually have his coin sitting right here it was calvin coolidge silent cal himself i heard it makes him ducking wild oh geez sarah um if we can all congratulate sarah by giving the dad joke um although she's only becoming a mother it's okay uh we understand but um similar to being iso nine nine thousand one. Oh, geez i hate isos um <clears throat> No, Zach, it was only at seven. I apologize for that. But big love. Appreciate you coming through, man. Um, it's um, so I mean, there's there's just so many aspects of this where people are being stifled. Our money is being devalued over time and and people trying to make a way, trying to make a living, trying to actually fulfill what was what was once called the American dream of being able to have your home, white pick a fence, a yard, kids, a dog, not a cat because cats are terrible. Let's be honest and everything else. That was because the cost of living was not as exorbitant as now. Government got in the way. Government continues to stand in the way and government will forever, as long as it exists in the capacity that it is, will always be there in the way. <laughs> I'm getting threats. This is the extremist content you guys come for. <laughs> um, but I, oh my God, it's already 30 minutes. Yeah, you guys were right. So I, funnily enough, when I was running this by people's ideas, I said, I'm going to try and keep this down 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes, allow for a Q&A time at the end, give like 10, 15 minutes for a Q&A. And I was like, I could, I could do it. Little did I know that I'm actually a libertarian. So long-winded is the only way to do it. 
<laughs> but if you guys have any challenges, questions, comments, or otherwise for the content that we've been providing, you guys are always more than welcome to drop, the, drop those into the comment section. I will definitely try to read them as I go through the content, as I have been, um, and and also try not to lose my own train of thought. I know Sarah Anderegg likes to try to try to knock me off my horse, if you will, as she's losing the game. Muddy Waters keep a schedule? Never. Yes. See, Nolik has has joined in, and she, while she makes show notes, she understands that we cannot be on time for anything. Um, But make sure you guys are on time for next Tuesday show. This Tuesday, tomorrow night at eight ish. Uh, we know Spike's going to be late. Uh, <laughs> where you can see Spike and Matt uh, traverse the muddied waters of freedom together. Uh, we also have on Wednesday night. We have Spike running it with my fellow Americans. Always a fantastic time. And Thursday, we're going to be having Matt Wright run the writer's block. It's always good. Always great to ha- see him out there with uh, such amazing interviews. And then. And then when we look out all the way to Sunday, we got from Bayou's to Igloos to where we're going to see Nolik and uh, that joke of a of a beard Cajun libertarian uh, continuing on. I'm hoping that they're going to bring back muddied uh, geographic again, uh, because if you guys missed it from two weeks ago, uh, Sunday, not Friday. Did I say f- not Sunday, Friday? Oh, you're doing a Friday. Oh, my apologies. All right. Friday night, we're going to be doing that. See, I knew I should have written this down. We are not seven days a week yet. We are working on it. And by we, I mean, hopefully they are. Um, <laughs> we're, it, it, we're getting close. We're getting close. Next Friday, new time. Okay, perfect. Next Friday, you guys can see from Bayou to Igloos uh, with Nolik and, and Cajun. It's always a good time seeing them out there. Uh, the newest additions to the Muddy Waters team, although they've been running their show now continuously longer than I have. Um, it feels great to be back. I'm so excited to be here. I love all the support you guys have already given us. We do need seven days of freedom. That is absolutely true. Um, it feels so good to be back on the mic. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad for the love that you guys have already been sharing. I appreciate you guys all hanging out and, uh, I couldn't be more grateful for everything that you guys have brought. And, um, I did write, I did write that on Sunday. So are you guys doing Friday at 3 PM freedom time still same time or is it changing up? Not like, dude kelsey and sarah tell me no 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 no. it can't be just kelsey and sarah it has to be kelsey sarah and tasha so we have the best cohen on if you guys can work that out that would be amazing if not we'll 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 have to suffice with just uh sarah and kelsey i say suffice but it, it would be a great time I, I, I have no doubts that, that would be an amazing show filled with just how to how to handle Sarah as she becomes more and more pregnant. 530 Alaskan time. So 930 p.m. Freedom time. Eastern time. Be here Friday night for uh, from igloos or from bayous to igloos. I'm going to get that flipped up. <laughs> now I'm going to go get beat my beat by my wife. But. Nonetheless, I appreciate you guys all. If you guys, if you guys felt like this content had value, if you guys like this, let me know. If you guys have critiques of this, feel free to let me know. As as the show notes are called, or as the show is titled, this is the pilot. So if it's not working for you, if you if you guys aren't are vibing with it, feeling with it, let me know. I'm willing to change things up. I'm willing to innovate 
through humility, through understanding, for understanding my responsibility as somebody who wants to spread the torch of liberty and expand that from coast to coast and even hit Alaska and Hawaii. Um, that I'm not always going to be perfect. So if you guys want, if you guys know of ways that I can innovate this, feel free to drop me a line. You can always contact the Muddy Waters team and call up the bosses directly, or you can just reach out to me personally um, through any 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 sort of way. But um, let me know what you guys thought. I appreciate it all so much. I love you guys all. Appreciate you guys. But that's going to be it for tonight. We're going to keep things short and sweet comparatively to uh, how we used to do, where it would potentially run on three hours occasionally but with that the show is too long <laughs> yeah right um i will be working to try to find a way to run back to at least an hour um i i would like to get back to an hour and and potentially as we have guests on we will definitely re- stretch it out to an hour i think it's going to be a lot easier having that um but and and my in my least libertarian way possible i'm going to keep them short and sweet for now as we continue to to test out the muddied waters if you will i appreciate you guys all love you guys all make sure you guys are here tomorrow night to see spike and matt as they continue to traverse those muddied waters together and so with that hope you guys all have a good night catch you guys later